Welcome everybody to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless and I don't know if you can tell by my voice but it's uh, been cracked up lately but hopefully we can get some good-ass content uh, heard and recorded and published. So this episode is going to be sort of like the second part of post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms And this one will primarily focus on the symptoms more than causes and treatments. And uh, so it's going to be kind of short. So without any further ado, uh, it's from an article from uh, mayoclinic.org. And let's go. So symptoms here are pretty much organized differently. But also, um, you can, I don't know if you're gonna hear some of the symptoms that are actually pretty much similar to the ones I mentioned in the previous episode because, uh, uh, there are common, but here I think it's more organized and categorized in a way that is more understandable. So without any further ado, let's begin. So, first category is intrusive memories. So, there are recurrent, unwanted, distressing memories of the traumatic event. Um, also, reliving the traumatic event as if it were happening again. Flashbacks. Upsetting uh, dreams or nightmares about the traumatic event. Um, and these are not just like once in a while, they're pretty frequent. Um, severe emotional distress or physical reactions to something that reminds you of the traumatic event. Anything that is a reminder to the traumatic event is definitely a trigger warning for the stress. Second category is avoidance. Trying to avoid thinking or talking about the traumatic event because it's going to, again, uh, unleash or spur the discharge of adrenaline and stress hormones. And even avoiding places and activities or people that remind you of the traumatic event. And this happened to me right after I broke up with one of my narcissistic uh, exes. He was the worst, by the way, this guy. Um, And uh, sorry if you heard that. And... I used to take uh, specific roads to get ahead to go, uh, you know, um, by his house, which was absolutely forbidden, but I did it because we were, quote-unquote, in a relationship, which, by the way, at the time, I didn't even want to label it, which is so fucking weird, but, um, yeah, um, it's been coming to me lately that whenever I see that road or that specific division, I just get terrified and I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about going that same road because I'm terrified if I'm going to find him or if we meet, you know, coincidentally, um, then he's going to try to hover me back and try to get me back, which is not something I want. So, yeah, avoiding places, activities, or people that basically remind you of the traumatic event. And it's not just because, like, him, like, as an ogre, no, but it's just the way that he, you know, um, I already talked about this in a previous episode. He was 
emotionally very very abusive and demoralizing and devaluing and just absolute he's chaos okay so yeah stuff like that is gonna cause you post-traumatic stress disorder where even like places or routes or streets or even activities will um remind you of that traumatic event or that person who caused you abuse so you're gonna want to avoid it next category is negative changes in mood and thinking so there are negative thoughts about yourself other people or the world you'll notice this one i already said just the way it is previously in the previous episode um hopeless about the future so there's some kind of like hopelessness uh about the future because uh there are a lot of like mistakes and bad stuff that happen and pretty much um you know, have lost hope for any sort of change or any sort of difference in the future. So, we've lost hope in the future. Uh, memory problems, including not remembering important aspects of the traumatic event. And yes, yes, this actually relates pretty much. Um, I feel like I have a memory fog when it comes to trying to remember uh, the traumatic event because I've been avoiding it. I've been trying to avoid it for the longest time with my with the biggest effort that my brain could ever do so even like when i'm trying to remember certain events uh it's it's foggy and i just can't <laughs> sorry but like that's why it is with ptsd um if you relate to this please be aware this is only for educational purposes only and i'm not saying that you have ptsd necessarily but if you find that these symptoms or any of them relate, don't panic, please. Um, there's also the aspect of difficulty maintaining close relationships. And that's because we have been accustomed to getting to the cycle of, okay, this is a relationship, this is terrifying me, and it might be abusive anytime soon. So I might as well not get involved in any sort of relationship at all because I'm just terrified. I'm scared if the same nightmare is going to repeat itself. So we are the PTSD people suffering from PTSD find it difficult to have or even maintain close relationships because of the fear, constant fear and alertness of being haunted, haunted, sorry, or chased after or just this constant fear you know of um of like the stress and possible repetition of previous abuse and events feeling detached from family and friends and this is not just introversion aspect this is even even for an extroverted person they will isolate themselves and detach from family and friends and in big events, they feel like they're not even there, like they're just invisible. Because of the uh, depression, basically, that is kind of associated with PTSD. Lack of interest in activities you once enjoyed, and like I said in the previous episode, this is one of the symptoms of depression, and which also results in detachment from family and friends difficulty experiencing positive emotions 
And um, yeah, this is because of how it's sad, you know, it's really sad to have to go through this stuff and then just having to experience positive emotions and just act like everything's okay. No, like it's impossible. It's almost impossible. It's actually really like a very, at a very weak uh, possibility that a person with PTSD can actually genuinely uh, enjoy and experience, get the opportunity to experience positive emotions, um, especially when they're around the toxic people in the toxic environment, which they have been doing all the effort to avoid it in the first place. But with that said, I'm sorry, my throat is dry. With that said, um, it's really, really difficult uh, challenge to have to experience positive emotions. And feeling emotionally uh, numb, basically. Just emotionally numb. I'm gonna devote a entire episode for emotional numbness. There's actually a term like that i've been i've been looking for this for the longest time and i finally found it so i have the con i'll have the content prepared pretty pretty soon and i will dedicate an entire episode for emotional numbness because it's extremely important a huge part of ptsd and narcissistic abuse and uh what to do uh in regards to how to like treat it and deal with it so, I don't know if this relates or not, but emotional numbness, I personally get to experience it in the, the difficulty of moving my eyebrows. Eyebrow movement uh, in show of emotions is lacking for me personally. I don't know if this relates, but I noticed very like lately, but not just lately, like for a while now, um, I think I haven't been able to express anger with a frown. Like, I can't properly frown anymore. It's so weird. And happiness, I can't really raise my eyebrows as high as I want to. Recently, it's weird. I don't know if this is even, like, uh, if I can find this on the internet. Something that has to do with, like, eyebrow movement in terms of a facial expression i might just record an episode on my own talking about my personal experience in this but be but because of the abuse uh i just i don't know i feel so weird when it comes to moving my eyebrows in emotional like when i'm emotional or when i'm trying to express certain emotions weird but emotional illness is something totally completely different as far as i uh, what I found on the internet, but I'll get to that in an entire episode devoted to that. So next and finally, uh, in this PTSD, uh, episode is changes in physical and emotional reactions. So something like being easily startled or frightened by the slightest movement or talk or sudden, anything that's sudden and abrupt is basically, uh, startling and uh scary for the ptsd person with the ptsd 
always being on guard for danger. And this is especially, this occurs especially in like new events and new places or people where, where like making friends is possible but also meeting bad people is also possible because it's like a 50-50% chance. So there's always the alertness to be on guard for danger. Even with the people who are trying to be nice to you. Like there's always that alertness and that, um, you know, uh, being on guard, basically, for danger. Uh, next is self-destructive behaviors such as drinking too much or driving too fast. Well, yeah, because it's just, you know, uh, driving, uh, drinking too much or driving too fast is sort of like a way to, um, To avoid it, to, to like distract oneself from having to get through those thoughts that are traveling as fast as a rocket inside our head and it's so frustrating and stressful that we can't do anything and that we're always angry and irritable, irritable. So what we find feasible or doable is something like drinking or driving. But the problem with this is drinking too much and driving too fast. So it's not even a, at a safe uh, ratio, sort of. It's, it's very dangerous, but it's because we want to distract ourselves from those thoughts that keep running in, in, in our heads and that keep reminding us of the traumatic events and those flashbacks. Next is trouble sleeping. And I've, I've had... I've had this for the longest time now, and I couldn't tell to anybody about this because it would be obviously ridiculous and obviously gaslit once I talk about my trouble sleeping. It's just so annoying and wake up in the morning tired, sleep at night tired, just not have enough sleep, having nightmares and dreams about the traumatic event. It's just all freaking exhausting. Okay, and the sweat and the like the nightmares you get and then the the just, just trouble sleeping in general, really with PTSD, it's so tiring to be in this position. Also trouble concentrating. We're not typically ADHD, you know, but it's just that um with the stress involved because of the trauma, because of the abuse, because of the uh, terrifying events that we've been going through, um, and because of those thoughts racing in our heads real... Sorry about that. Real quickly, we're finding it extremely difficult to um, concentrate. Um, Alright, and so because of those thoughts... Um, Concentrating becomes a problem, difficult thing to do, a challenging task because, again, of those alert state that we're always been and those thoughts that keep running in our heads, those reminders of the f of the traumatic events, those flashbacks. Again, it just it all contributes to a difficult concentration and the mood. Don't forget the mood. The mood changes really, really badly with the events that are ha that are um, 
sorry uh oh my god that are uh like manifesting uh themselves as pictures in our heads sort of in a way like we're basically reliving the events again and so it gets so intense and so strong for us that we can't really um focus properly and then finally irritability irritability (laughs) irritability anger outbursts or angry outbursts or aggressive behavior yes sometimes we're calm and cool other times we're just gonna be rageous and we're just gonna burst in flames but it's not just because like we're like doing it out of nowhere like the narcissist also okay so actually uh sorry about that the narcissist has reasons why they're angry but reasons that are self-centered and based around their ego and their insecurities but for the ptsd the irritability and angry outbursts and the aggressive behavior comes from the internalization of everything that's around them and how much they have to endure the abuse especially if they're still around the abuser if they're still living with their abusive parents or living with a narcissistic partner or just something like that and finally overwhelming guilt or shame and this is like it's it's a cause of the emotional or physical or sexual abuse done by the narcissist or sociopath or borderline or psychopath um the overwhelming feelings of guilt and shame result from the artificial um attempts constant attempts of the abuser to always portray this very bad, corrupted, sad, pathetic image that you're always, that you always must be guilty and always must be ashamed of yourself and what you do and who you are. Um, so, automatically, uh, in the subconscious mind, the, the, the mind in itself is going to be corrupted by this virus. And it's going to hack the mind into believing that they should always and must always be overwhelmingly uh, guilty and ashamed of themselves. Guilty of the stupidest, smallest things they do and ashamed for who they are and what they aspire to be and what their identity is. And it's just the whole thing. The whole thing is it's, it, it becomes automatic. And it's just like a computer, you bring a bad virus to the computer, like a malware or spyware or whatever kind of wear that's gonna, or even a Trojan horse that's gonna affect the performance of the computer. It's just like that. You know, they create this virus, they, they, uh, sculpt it, they shape it, they make it appropriate for that host, the computer, so that it functions properly in that computer, destroying its uh, system of, how do we say it, software, destroying its software and destroying its ability to function properly. And 
<clears throat> sorry, I am so sorry about this. I'm so excited to record, but my voice is turning me down. <laughs> um, so, what's necessary at this point is to, to to introduce an antivirus to the situation. And things like treatment, lifestyle change, and medication will provide uh, the necessary vaccination sort of or the solution to the problem. Of course, working on this with very high willingness to commit to the process because it's very difficult, it's actually extremely difficult to do this. Um, but, you know, it's, it's necessary if we want to make our lives better and to have a more peaceful life, you know. So it's difficult, definitely, to have to... Um, get that vaccination but please like whenever you get the chance please do like get it as soon as possible do it just the simplest things you can start by yourself and then go the extra mile when seeking a therapist or support groups or something like that but first you need to start with yourself start with the simplest things like i said in the previous episode those lifestyle changes get some workout exercises meditate journal you know, listen to calming music, cry if you want to, express your anger, but in healthy ways. Um, <clears throat> just say it out loud or just don't be like aggressive or go kill someone because you're so angry and so irritated because of how stressed out you are because of the events. And I know it's difficult. It's very, very difficult, but we have to, to be careful how we deal with this in ourselves. We don't want to destroy ourselves in the process, right? So we really, really have to be careful of the process and really have to just, you know, look out for the these symptoms. And again, uh, I said it once and I'll repeat it again. These symptoms, like I said in this episode and the previous one, will be only for educational purposes only, okay? So just letting you know that these symptoms are actually there there is something called ptsd and the fact that you know what's going on with you it's is better it's a lot better than go seeking a therapist who has no idea what ptsd is and then they're good and then and then they're just gonna gaslight you and tell you none of this is true you're exaggerating or they will diagnose you with something even way different than PTSD which has nothing to do with PTSD and its symptoms and then they're wrong and then you're questioning yourself and then what the hell and then it's just a chaos so basically this is important if you know prior to going to a professional therapist or even any kind of person who's gonna be understanding to the situation and unbiased and someone who's not going to gaslight you but also look at the situation from neutral eyes if you know this prior to talking to that person you'll know for sure that you are someone suffering from PTSD unfortunately but if you know this prior to going to someone else you're pretty sure that you have something in the background to count on you know, you're not going to go there asking questions and, you know, without having any backup information, right? So this is backup information for you. So keep it, stick it, write it down. I don't care. Just keep it, okay? 
This is important for educational purposes. All right, I'm not a professional. I don't have a degree in psychology. I really wish I had. Um, but this is actually sort of like the <laughs> optional kind of like uh, uh, passionate sort of psychology project that I did, which is this podcast. Um, I've been wanting to talk about psychology topics for the longest time, but because mostly it's because of out of personal experience, but with this research and these articles and the episodes that I published and everything, um, it's been going great. And I appreciate everyone and everybody listening. And I appreciate the engagement that I'm getting. And this is so freaking amazing. I just really hope that you share this information whenever you find possible. Um, you know, don't be shy to just comment or ask or just suggest any sort of topic you want me to talk about. Or if you want to talk to me or with me about this. And let's record an episode together. You know, why not? Just... I don't mind at all. Um, so, that's it for this episode. Um, I really do hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Um, if you want to see this podcast thriving and successful, please don't forget to donate and give this podcast a tiny bit of support. It will matter. And it will be very appreciated, but it's not expected, definitely. Um, don't forget to take a look at the website that I have published recently, as well as the merch. If you want to take a look, just go ahead. I'll post the links in the show notes and also the Facebook page and Instagram page. I'm always like posting there and updating stuff. So yeah, be a fan. Encourage this podcast to go ahead and be successful and thriving. And I'll see you in the next episode.